Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, this is Alex Dolan, the creator of The Patron Saint of Suicides. If you like the show and want to support us, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps others find the show and it makes all of us very happy. So thank you so much for continuing to listen, and back to the show. Audio Media presents The Patron Saint of Suicides Created by Alex Dolan Wesley and I are home, and we're not expecting anyone. When I open the door, it's someone I don't want to see. Haven Otomo? Detective Zoe Gibson. I'm not sure if, uh... I remember you. Wesley comes out of the bathroom. Who is it? Wesley is even less thrilled to see Detective Zoe Gibson. Wesley Pope. I'm... I remember you too. Can I have a word? We're busy. I'm not asking... I can take you to the station if you'd like. Wesley comes to the door and talks through the narrow gap. Ask what you gotta ask. Can I come in? (laughs) You're good out there. So I guess you don't mind having all of your neighbors hearing everything we say. (sighs) Let her in. I open the door wide and step aside. The last time I saw this woman... She was questioning me in an interrogation room, urging me to incriminate Wesley in the train killings from last year. If she only knew. Thank you for being civil. I avoid eye contact as she saunters into our apartment. When she gets to the middle of our living room, Detective Gibson pauses to take in the view from the room. She's staring out across Lake Merritt, At what's known as the Necklace of Lights, a single thread of 4,000 lights that encircle the glassy water in the evenings, in the faint light, we can see one of the gondolas patrolling the waters, looking like someone plucked it out of a canal in Venice. From our apartment, the boats don't make a sound. Nice view. Are you kidding me? Mr. Pope, what do you know about Walking Sam? (laughs) You can't get enough of questioning Wesley, can you? Oh, that's right. You're the comedian. This shuts me up. I'm tempted to tell her to fuck herself. But I'm pretty sure you can't say that to a cop. Mr. Pope, you just completed a mural recently. What's your question? As part of the mural, there's a painting of a tall, thin man with a top hat, marked with the words, Walking Sam was here. I'd show you a photo, but I have a feeling you know what I'm referring to. Yes. Someone fucked up my art. You didn't paint it yourself? Why the hell would I paint something over my own mural? I don't know how the creative process works. That's why you're here. 
Any moron could see someone else painted it. It doesn't look anything like my style. But you didn't create that mural by yourself. There was a whole team involved, correct? That's right. But no one on that team would have slapped up something random over my part of the mural. You sure about that? Look, the last time we spoke, you were accusing me of something I didn't do. And here you are chasing down another lead that's not going to go anywhere. Tell me, detective, do you ever solve any crimes? I'm going to need the names and contact information of everyone that worked on that project. Even if I were inclined to give that to you, and I'm not going to comment on that, we're talking about 15 to 20 people. I don't know everyone involved. I didn't even meet some of the team. How's that? Some of the work happened when I wasn't even there. Some of the work happened in private studios. That's a lie. No, it isn't. You're going to build something that intricate and not meet everyone who had a hand in it? That's part of the fun. You get to collaborate with someone who remains anonymous. That sounds stupid. Oh, I'm sure it does. You met some of the other artists, right? I did. Let's start there. Give me those contacts. Why do you care? It will give us a starting point. For what? For finding out who painted that figure. It might be someone from your team. It might not. Maybe someone on your team saw the person that did it. Why do you care who painted it? <laughs> he doesn't know. Detective Gibson smirks at me. You don't follow the news? Do I read the newspapers? No, I'm not 70 years old. I thought Haven might have told you. One of my colleagues paid her a visit earlier today. You should ask her about it. Now Wesley's hackles are up. He looks at me like I've somehow betrayed him. Is this making any sense to you? She can explain it to you. In the meantime, you can give me your contacts or I can get a warrant. It's up to you. You know, I've always wanted to see what a warrant looks like. Fine. You'll get your wish soon enough. Next time, I might not be so nice. Detective Gibson lets herself out. Wesley stares at me in confusion. What the hell was that? I'll explain later. I need to call Clementa. Victor Blossom found Haven Atamo sitting on one of the wooden benches around Lake Merritt. Haven was bundled up for the cold, in sunglasses and a knit wool hat. As he approached, she took a sip from a steaming cardboard cup and looked out across the water. Blossom sat down on the opposite end of the bench, where the splinters caught the fabric of his coattail. Is this where you trade me the briefcase for the microfilm? I'm up for trading something. I was joking. This just feels like some kind of clandestine spy drop. I honestly don't know what I'm doing here. I was surprised when you called me. After our last conversation, if I were you, I'd want to stay as far away from me as possible. I'd like to help you. Why? Do you believe I'm not walking, Sam? Mostly. I'm not sure anymore. Well, that's one reason. Another is Wesley. He's got nothing to do with this, and I want the police to stop looking at him. All right. How do you plan on helping? 
I might be able to help figure out who or what Walking Sam is. If you have something to tell me, get to the point. I don't have patience for this right now. I'm saying I could help look into it. I could start with Clementa. She might be more comfortable talking to me about the man who called St. D. Luke Paget. Haven had already contacted Clementa last night and started some research on Walking Sam. It was enough to call Blossom. And in return, you get your phone back. Haven sipped her drink. Blossom could smell it wasn't coffee. It was cider. Her right leg bounced in a nervous tremor. That would be part of it. You'd want more? Wow. What would it take to get Zoe Gibson off my back? What are you talking about? She stopped by my apartment last night. You already know that. I didn't. She's the lead on this case. I don't always know what she's doing. She already knew you would come to visit me. Because I told her. Because she's the lead on the case. She seems to have some kind of beef with Wesley. Maybe you do, too. You think I sent Detective Gibson to your home? You didn't? One of these pieces of evidence in the Walking Sam case was the graffiti on Wesley's mural. It makes sense that she would want to see if Wesley, or anyone else involved with the art installation, would have seen anything. Doesn't she have more important things to follow up on? Please tell me you didn't call me out of the blue just to ask me for a favor. No. Blossom pulled Haven's sunglasses off her face so we could look her in the eyes. But I started doing some research last night after Detective Gibson left. I might have something. You did some good old-fashioned police work and figured you'd help out the simple folks at the Oakland PD. Something like that. Fine. But the phone stays with me until I know for sure. Deal? What did you find out? Have you ever heard of a blue whale? You better not be talking about the animal. It's also called a blue whale challenge. I assume this is an internet thing, like the ice bucket challenge? It started out in Russia. At least, that's the rumor. It's a game you play on the internet over the course of 50 days. During those 50 days, you compete by participating in activities where you hurt yourself. This is a real thing? It hasn't really been seen in the United States, but it's happened in other countries. You play this over 50 days. What happens on day 50? You know what happens on day 50. You kill yourself. That's the idea. It's called a blue whale? A blue whale or a blue whale challenge. Is that what the site is called? Well, the site I found is a dark net site that goes by the name Sam's Market. It's run by a person or people that go by the name Walking Sam. The challenge you participate in when you go to the site is called Sam's Challenge. It's a variation on the blue whale. And you're not remotely related to this site? Of course not. I'm in the business of preventing people from killing themselves. Not always. How did you know where to look? Clementa said that the man who called her... Luke Paget. Luke Paget. He referenced a site called Sam's Market as well as Walking Sam. It wasn't too hard to find. So, it's a darknet site. Is this just another Silk Road? I only looked at it briefly, but it's not just an e-commerce site for drugs and guns. It's a pretty simple page. You go to the landing page and Walking Sam asks you what you want. 
he asks you. It looks like it's an AI bot on there. It's not a big deal. A lot of sites use them now. So I'm talking to a robot? Basically. And it's asking me what I want? That's what it looks like. Then what? That's as far as I got. You think that's what all these deaths have in common? They're going to the dark net and signing up for Sam's challenge. After you came to see me, I started to think about the victims. The people who died have been young white men. So? The things they're doing, strapping fake guns on yourself and running into a high school, cutting names into yourself, that's stuff that young white guys would do. What's your point? I was thinking... Young white man. So naturally, I started thinking about the internet. When Clementa told me that Luke Paget mentioned walking Sam and Sam's market, I mean, that's got internet written all over it, doesn't it? Doesn't this seem as likely a lead as anything? Listen, what do you know about the man who died yesterday? He drove into an oncoming car on a motorcycle. It looks like he did it on purpose. White guy move. I thought you were supposed to be empathetic. I am. Usually. What do you know about him? He was a coder for a tech company in Fremont. We interviewed the girlfriend this morning. He had... Wait, is this off the record? I'm not about to tell anyone. The girlfriend said he'd shown some erratic behavior over the past couple weeks. He had a minor accident a few weeks ago and went to the hospital. No broken bones, but he was in a lot of pain because he refused medication. I guess he got addicted to Oxy a few years ago and didn't trust himself to take anything. So he was at home, in pain, irritable. Then he got a tattoo of walking Sam on his ankle a few days before the fatal collision. Other than that... She didn't see any other major warning signs. She chalked it all up to him being in so much pain that he was in a bad state of mind. That could fit with what we're talking about. It's a lead, right? How is this a lead? You have a place to look for information. The internet. You don't think we're already looking through search histories? You're not going to find this on a regular browser. This is a darknet site. So you'll need a Tor browser. We have a whole cybercrime division. They're going to know to look for a Tor browser. That's it? Is that enough for a cheap phone and no visits to me and Wesley? If we get a lead that points to you or Wesley, Detective Gibson or I will still show up at your doorstep. Then I still have some work to do. Let's assume you're onto something. What's the point of Sam's challenge? What do you mean? What does someone win by participating in Sam's challenge? I haven't looked that closely. As far as I can tell, there are no winners. If someone is voluntarily signing up for Sam's challenge, it stands to reason that they want something. You wouldn't put yourself through something like that if you didn't want something in return. So what did each of these men want? I don't know but I can help you find out.
Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.